0: back to Survivor's Quilt. In this episode, I'm going to be talking with some of my friends from the Dartmouth Bound fly-in about some college advice. All righty. So, hey, guys. Um, this is Survivor's Quilt, and I have a couple of my friends from Dartmouth Bound on with me. So, I'm going to do a couple introductions, and we're going to start with Emma.
1: Hi, I'm Emma. Um, I'll be going to Yale in the fall for chemical engineering, hopefully, if I don't change my mind. And yeah, I'm excited to be here.
0: All right, Colin, you're next.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Colin. I'm going to Columbia in the fall and I'm going for biochem on a pre med track.
0: All righty. And Isha, you're up next.
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Isha and I'm in Princeton in the fall, um, majoring in some sort of engineering, but not really sure which one yet.
0: And as you know, I'm Bobby. I'm not going to the IVs like them. I'm actually going to Emory University, majoring in neuroscience on the pre-med track. So I created a couple questions that I was going to ask tonight. And so just opening the floor for anybody who wants to answer whatever they want to, maybe add some advice and that kind of thing. So my first question is, what is something you wish you had known when applying to schools?
2: Um, One thing I will say I wish I knew was that this process does not define you whatsoever and school not accepting you isn't anything against you Um, and that's something that like a lot of people will tell you but it's not something that really clicked until after the process for me because I was deferred from Harvey Harvard um, restrictive early action and that completely like of course, double guessing everything I did. Oh, I'm just not good enough. Should I cancel all the rest of my applications? And that's something that if you can just get it in your head ahead of time that that is not that is not you. And of course, there's plenty of other qualified applicants. Then that'll help you go a lot further and not be as stressed about the process.
0: I completely agree because I applied to tons of schools and I was accepted to about a little bit less than half. And so that took a toll on me, like, at the end when I was thinking, I was like, dang, like, what should I have done? Like, what could I have done? Was I just not good enough? Kind of like you said. And so I kind of had to, like, check myself and be like, look, just be happy with what you have. Everything happens for a reason. And, you know, we did our best. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah. And I feel like you've been piggybacking off of that, how you guys were specifically mentioning, like, early action, REA schools, like, et cetera. I don't know. I wouldn't say that they reject more people, but I think it's very common to get rejected or like deferred from your EA or your REA and then feel really, really bad because you're like, oh, that's the first school I applied to. I just got rejected. But that does not speak anything to where you can get in. It just honestly is chance. Like the fact whether or not you got into your early action or REA school is not going to affect your other outcomes. Like don't stress about it because I know I didn't get into my um REA school and I was like so terrified it was like what if I'm just not good enough for any schools and like kind of spiraled into this really bad thought process but then like looking back onto all the other schools I applied to and where I got in versus where I didn't like it had no effect it was just that one school you know wasn't meant to be Mm -hmm. right
3: yeah that was literally my exact like that was the entire story of my application process um my REA school had been my dream school for uh, since middle school. And I like, I could not bring myself to even think about not getting accepted. And so when I got rejected, that set the entire tone for like my entire senior year. And looking back at it, I just, um, looking back at the process, it's just, I, because of my mindset, I just senior year year end, that I could have enjoyed at the present with my um, friends who I'll probably like never see again just because we're so far away or we won't have the same bond and so like don't let even the college applications is so important are so important um it should never become a part of your life that kind of um overshadows other relationships like that you have, which, is, which i let that do for me.
0: exactly and like all of y'all like i did not immediately get into my ea school and i got deferred kind of like calling and i was just like shaking i was so upset i was like I'm not even going to get into this school and this isn't even one of the most competitive ones that I applied to. Like I was just in a lot of doubt. And so like y'all, I just kind of had to like take a step back and just realize like, this isn't the end of the road. This is only December. We have a long way to go from here. So you just have to keep going. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: And so my next question is, what is the regret you have now after the application process?
2: I have several regrets. I am going to stuck with that. <laughs> one of the main ones I will say, it goes off of the same line as I was saying before about the um, questioning yourself in your applications after um, REA rounds. So, after my REA school, um, I was done with my application, trying to change things. And I changed things that I didn't even need to change. And I guess one of the big things that I regretted is how I changed my application. So, I'm a very stem focused stem heavy person I have a lot of stem extracurriculars but then I also do have some interest in policy and public policy and public health and things like that so when I changed my applications I made them much more half stem half public health instead of it just being stem and while I did get into like a lot of my while I did get into like schools of both Um, types of applications and it didn't really affect in the end, I wish I would have been more true to myself during the process so that even when I did get rejected or if I did get waitlisted from a school, I could say it was me, it was, I did what I could do and that school wasn't right for me instead of saying, if I could have been myself, would it have helped more?
3: Yeah, um, I had a very similar like outlook but in a totally, it was the completely opposite way. Um, As I had said before, my RE school, REA school, I was like obsessed to the point where I was super unhealthy um, with like getting in to the point where, um, you know, I had heard that the school um, liked a lot of like quirky applicants. So, and I I am not, I'm not that type of person. And so I kind of uh, shaped my um, essays and such to be in a way that kind of hinted that I was something that I wasn't. And that was such a big mistake. And I guess that kind of also reflected in the result. I got back, there are probably other factors as well. But um, really, um, after that rejection, um, I I kind of put myself out there, like being my true honest self to the point where I was like, you know, if you want to accept me, accept me, or don't, like, this is who I am. And I think those are the schools that I succeeded at the most. And so even if you like, um, my biggest regret was like, trying to conform to someone else like to this identity that a school has so that i can get in and i think that schools can sense that even if you don't think they do i feel like schools can like sense that so it's just better to uh, not have any regrets and really put yourself out there instead of like this facade
0: i absolutely agree i think the admissions committees have like been working for so long that they can tell like when someone's embellishing and when someone's like actually being their true self and i think my regret during the application process was honestly applying to so many schools that I was only like barely interested in based off prestige so there were a couple schools that I didn't even know that much about but I knew about the name and so when it came around to me actually applying I was just throwing together some supplements and then applying just because I was like you know what I'm just going to shoot for it shooting my shot doing whatever I can In the long run, that kind of, I feel like hurt my other applications because I was taking that time that I could have spent towards working on my supplements for the schools that I cared about a little bit more and putting those towards schools that I might not have even gone to had I actually gotten in. So looking back, I probably wouldn't have done that.
1: Yeah, I would agree with all three of the things you guys just said. Um, Definitely to Isha's point as well just being true to yourself. I feel like I got a little bit lucky and kind of realized like I had applied to a handful of schools like early action, um, like non-restrictive, right? So I had applied to a couple, um, like figured out where I got in, where I didn't, etc. But then by the time like it came around to finally submit for like the official like, oh, January 1st, January 2nd, like all those like, you know, end of ends deadlines. um, I had kind of realized like, parts of my application that weren't necessarily like, obviously when you write an application, it's never like not you, but sometimes it is. Like you kind of are thinking too heavily of, like to Colin's point, oh, well do the schools want to see the more STEM side of me or do they want to see more of the policy side of me? Like, you know, just kind of dividing up your personality in ways that don't make sense. They're not natural, they're not true to you. They might be true, but it's not the way that you would present yourself. And so I think I got really, really lucky And right before I submitted applications, I kind of revised and made everything a little bit more genuine. But if I had known that so much early in the process, it would have saved me so much like time and effort because I remember just writing hours and hours of like supplementals and common essays and just trying to make every sentence have meaning. Like I had a teacher who had helped me write my essay, like review it. And she was saying like, oh, you can't have any sentences that lack meaning, like they all have to like show something about you. And while I think that's good advice at the same time, I feel like that's not great advice because you shouldn't base your essay on how someone's saying is like the perfect structure for an essay. Like it's supposed to be an essay about you. You know what I mean? So in the end, I ended up going back and kind of revising the parts that I just felt like didn't really reflect what I wanted it to reflect. Um, So to your point, yes, I think that that's super important, being very genuine, making sure that it's you. And then also, too, um, this is a little different from what we've been talking about, but just like knowing to apply to financial aid early on time, getting all your documents together. Because I feel like people say it, but no one really does it. And then you get to this point where it's kind of like, oh, well, I submitted my like essay stuff now. I should probably do financial aid, but then it's kind of not due till later and you kind of push it off. And then you get to like the last week and you really realize you messed up because it is so much easier, such a big weight off your shoulders if you do it in like the very earliest stages. I think FAFSA is due and like opens in like October. Definitely get started on it then because I knew that was like a huge pain for my family. I had to go through like financial aid appeals and that process would have been way easier starting earlier
0: absolutely i completely
2: agree with everything emma just said Mm. my goodness my financial aid situation was messed up and then also what emma said about essays my goodness it got to the point for some of my essays where i didn't want to show them to my recommenders that i knew for a longer period of time because i knew they were going to say oh this isn't you you know and i still like I would just overlook that and I like, of course, I should have saw the red flags. Why don't I want to show it to my recommenders?
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And like Emma was saying about the FAFSA, just make sure you get that turned in on time because the FAFSA opened up on my birthday. It opens on, It opened on October 1st last year and we did it on the 2nd. Like my family, we were on it. But when it came to the CSS profile, which I didn't know you had to do both, and i didn't know that it cost money for each school that you apply to with the css profile unless you have the waiver so we were bump- pumping out like 17 bucks for each school and we ended up having to pay for like 12 and i didn't even know that at the time so i got the css profile turned in way later than i did the fafsa it was a big mess i was like i was even thinking like later on that's another thing that i regret i was like what if i didn't get into some of these schools because they looked and they were like look he didn't even meet the deadline for our financial aid why should we even let them into the school and so one thing like that is just like make sure at the end of the day if you get rejected from a school you're not thinking was it because i didn't turn my financial aid in on time like just <laughs> make sure that you do everything that you can so that like if the worst case scenario happens in your situation that you know that you did your best and you put your best foot forward and that it's not something as simple as putting in your tax information
1: Okay, but tell me why. I know I referenced the FAFSA earlier, but it was the CSS profile that really was giving me crap. It's just, it's so difficult to, like, the platform for it is not user-friendly. You have to, like, log in as a parent, as a student, and it just doesn't make sense. So, especially if you have, like, separated parents, like, I'm in a different state than my dad, And like trying to explain to him, we had to join a Zoom meeting and I had to like screen record to like lead him to each step. And even then it was like just a hot mess. And I submitted that form late and a couple of the schools I got waitlisted at where my CSS was late. And I'm pretty sure that the reason I was waitlisted was more related to my financials than like my actual application. Obviously, I couldn't tell you like for sure, but I definitely felt that that was like a big issue.
0: Yeah, we just don't like the College Board in this establishment. Just abolish the Not College at Board at this point. Not at Get all. rid of it. <laughs> OK, yes. so, so the next question is, what are you looking forward to the most in the fall? So it could be like your city that you're going to, the people that you've already met, your classes that you're excited to take, anything like that.
2: I would have to say what I'm looking forward to the most is living in the city. Columbia University is in New York City. So the concerts, the opportunities, research, all of it is there. So I'm just excited to throw myself into that environment.
0: Same. Bouncing off you, Emery's in Atlanta. And I've literally never been to a concert or a festival or anything like that. And I'm supposed to be going to Music Midtown in September. I actually might be getting a refund on my ticket because I'm scared of Delta. And I saw what happened at Lollapalooza and I'm really not for it. So we might be getting a refund for that, but just in a couple <laughs> years down the line, just if things get better, I really am gonna enjoy like being able to go to music festivals and just enjoying like the big city environment because where I'm from in Birmingham, Alabama, it's not really like that. It's kind of like that, but just not too big. And so I'm really looking forward to that.
1: Okay, just to mention, this is a little off topic, but Atlanta is so cool. I went for a field trip in eighth grade for a couple of days, and we did the Coke factory, the aquarium, um, the park that I can't remember the name of at the moment, but it's super famous, and then we went to the Civil Rights Museum. Oh, is it what? <laughs> is it, what Centennial really cool the Olympics? Yes, Centennial, Centennial Park? The Olympic? Yes, Centennial
0: Yeah, Centennial is right next to the Georgia Aquarium and the Coke Museum. It's like, it's all right next to each other. <laughs> I went there a couple uh, months ago with my roommate it was really cool.
1: Yeah Um, but I guess also again piggybacking I would say um, for the fall I'm most looking forward to well first of all my roommates I got one of I think it was there's only three or four dorms that are set up like my dorm we have an octet so I have seven roommates or sweet mates rather. Yeah, I'm super excited because they're all really awesome people. So that's gonna be a fun thing. Like the residential college system is really fun. And then also just living out my life um, as Rory Gilmore reincarnated is very exciting. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Gilmore Girls fan um, as of recently. So, you know, that's gonna be exciting. And then also just the food. My dining hall has really good food. I know that's not the case for like every school. So um, I guess do your research when you're applying. Which food is the best? Yale has the best food. (laughs) I am going to say I'm off right here and say that Columbia is
2: ranked number one in dining.
0: True, true, true. But But I have heard Yale has better food, though. I have heard that Yale has the best food.
1: I I think Yale wins. Columbia, like, cheats a little because they're in New York, which already has a really good food scene. So, like, they're kind of just, like, using their location to their advantage. (laughs) New Haven Mm -hmm. is, like, not a big food scene. I mean, it is, but, but it isn't. So I feel like but, we're we're self-sustaining, sustaining, right? It's from, from the campus. I will say do. we
2: do get professional chefs to come in. And okay, now food. you're
1: just gloating.
0: Okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm
2: just saying.
0: <laughs> I've literally heard mixed reviews about Emory. Like, I've heard from some people that it's really bad. I've heard from some people that it's good. So we're going to get to campus and we're going to see. I'm sort of picky, but if it's food that I like, I'm not picky. So we're just gonna see how it tastes. I'll give I'll give the podcast an extra updated review once I get there.
1: Yeah. Definitely future episode idea. Um, rating dining hall food with different people from different schools. Yes. Oh. The amount of stuff everyone knows about in college is kind of crazy. I feel
3: like I don't know anything. I've just kind of picked a school and I haven't really been like I don't really know anything about like the food. I haven't even talked to my roommates yet (laughs) (laughs)
1: you're going in blind
3: I know I am I just I'm just like I yeah I I like I have like neutral expectations Mm -hmm. and yes I really don't have any I'm just like looking forward to like college I guess I don't really have anything it's like it's kind of weird even when I made my decision I didn't really I just like visit each campus, and I'm like, oh, just like the vibe is cool, so I'm just gonna select. Like I didn't really
2: look at anything
3: else. So now I feel like super underprepared when I hear everyone talking right now. But yeah.
0: Hey, you know what? Going in blind can be pretty good, because what I've learned is the more you <laughs> know about the school, the less you start to like it. Because Emory is hitting me with like, Canvas modules that I have to do, peer advising meetings that didn't even really seem to help me. Um, Just like a lot of different stuff, like placement tests and everything. And I'm just like, okay, can I just get to campus already? Like, can we just go ahead and start? And it's just, it's a lot, but it's going to be a really fun time. And so you're going to get to figure everything out. It's going to be great. Yeah. All right. So my next question is, how did you approach the application process? I think we have already talked about that a little bit, but did you have any older siblings or other people that could have provided advice for you?
2: One thing I will shout out. Um, I did not. I don't have any older siblings, anything like that. Um, I did have a matricula advisor. So look at programs like matriculate, like College Point, where you're partnered with an advisor because that is a current student going to one of the schools that you like, and they help you out with your applications. They tell you what they did in their current student, so your process is going to be similar. And of course, they could be going to one of your dream schools. So I definitely would look into getting an advisor to matriculate. Of course, there's um, GPA guidelines, there's family household income guidelines. So if you fit in that bracket, I would definitely check programs like matriculate out. One thing I will say, I mean, further off of that, with when it came to my applications, I'm a very bad procrastinator and I didn't complete any application. I didn't start any applications until a week before their deadline for any school. And I applied to 27 schools. So like imagine January 1st, January 2nd, January 3rd, all those days where 14 schools were due, like a million schools. No bueno, hated that so much. but it worked out in the end.
0: <laughs> I feel that because I got COVID right after Thanksgiving and having to turn in my USC application to make sure that I have it in that I had it in in time, to be considered for merit scholarships was the worst thing. I was literally laying in bed, sick as a dog, tired, fatigued and pumping out supplements that I wasn't really fully trying on because I waited till the last second to get them done. And so, yeah, don't do that. And bouncing off what Colin said with matriculate, there's another program called QuestBridge. And so like Colin said, there are also um, like GPA guidelines, um, family income guidelines, things like that. But if you qualify, they will and you actually submit an application, they will match you with a certain school and you will basically essentially have a full ride to that school for your four years there. And it's a really cool program. Check it out. I know I didn't personally qualify, but I know a lot of people did and a lot of people are going to some really great schools and they're not going to have to worry about their financials. And that's pretty great. So for me, I did have an older sibling. I have a brother who's two years older than me. But he applied to mostly public schools and a couple private schools. But in contrast, I applied to way more private schools than I did public schools. So when it came to that, the application process with supplements and everything, I was pretty much just left out on my own. And so I think the biggest people I had advice wise was the people from Dartmouth Bound, because I remember I had Colin and Faith and Emma, I'm not sure if you did, but I think you might have at one point too. We were all just like reading each other's supplements and just like giving each other advice and just checking everything off. It was actually kind of fun. It made fun out of the whole stressful process because I got to know like, hey, I'm not alone. There are plenty of other people here with me. And it was pretty cool. Yeah,
3: for me, I know a lot of people say that, you know, you're... uh your guidance counselor isn't usually the best resource, but he was one of, like, the greatest help, he was, like, one of the greatest helpers for me, to be quite honest, um, he was the one who, like, introduced me to Dartmouth Bound, which is, like, how I got to meet such an amazing community, and, you know, those last minute, like, essay prep, uh, essay editing, that was so helpful, because I, I would have never imagine, like, having someone read my essay so non-judgmentally, and that was, like, that was such a great stress reducer for me and a great way, like a great pair of eyes. And besides that, just like a great, like the Dartmouth band community, like us having like a support system uh, throughout the college application season um, and kind of exploring different schools together was um, really fun. And so the, he, my, my counselor was the one who like introduced that entire um, concept of fly-ins to me. And so he was such a great help. I don't have like any older siblings and both of my parents are immigrants. And so, um, like, I, to the point like where I, I think I started crying on my last day because I, I was leaving him and he was, like, the most wonderful person ever,
0: yeah. Piggybacking off you, um, my counselor was amazing. She was so supportive and everything. She didn't read any of my essays, but just when it came time for me to, like, actually commit to my school, she was so happy for me, so supportive, and it was awesome. And I don't know how we got this far in the podcast, and we barely even mentioned Dartmouth Bound. So, <laughs> another program that you can apply to. There are things called fly ins. I talked about it in my first episode just a little bit. So there are fly ins like Dartmouth Bound. Another one called Peep. That one's for U Pin. There are also I think there was a Columbia um, yes, engineering fly
2: in. Mm-hmm. They have Williams, Amherst, mm-hmm. all the LACS, Pomona, Harvey Mudd basically well, colin's got students. the whole
0: list yeah like colin applied something. to pretty much all of them okay <laughs> colin's the flying king but uh yeah just make sure you apply to those because some of those applications by the time you're hearing this might have already passed but if they haven't just make sure that you submit yours and um yeah they're definitely a great way to meet other people that are applying to these schools just like you form a community i mean the Dartmouth thon people we talk all the time we haven't talked as much this summer but in the past couple of months we've talked quite a bit and it's been really cool to just have a community of people and you don't really feel like you're competing for anything either, it's just awesome. And so I think we have like eight minutes before Zoom kicks us off. So I'm gonna probably put another link in the group me if it just boots us off of it. But um, I think the last question I have is what were the most important factors for you applying to schools and narrowing down your final choice?
2: The most important factors for me um, price of attendance, I wanted to get out of the South. Um, basically, what kind of degree and how um, how renowned the school was for my major interests. So that would be being pre-med and then also interest in biochem and other opportunities like the student life. Those were the big four for me.
1: I like how you have that like so well organized and thought out. Whereas me, I just kind of made a really big list, realized that like 30 or 40 school was too many, and then just started cutting by like, <laughs> the reasons could be like the most ridiculous reasons like, oh, I don't like that city their mascot isn't a fun animal or like which I don't recommend I literally do not recommend and I mean also these were all like really good schools so like I picked a bunch of schools that I knew were good for what I wanted to do so I guess I did narrow them down by that but then like when I realized I had too many like some of my reasoning because we had the COVID year so I guess it's a little bit unique compared to other years but typically you can go visit campuses which kind of gives you a better feel and that's what I had been planning on doing taking a little like week-long trip in the summer to tour some schools because a lot of them are concentrated up in the northeast obviously there's schools other like elsewhere but like for what I wanted to do where I wanted to go I kind of knew I wanted to be up in that general area and then when COVID hit realized that was not an option and then kind of just did a lot of scouring on the internet a lot of kind of probably not the best like decisions I wish I had looked more so at like financial aid and um like what types of programs like there were a handful of schools that I applied to that like didn't even have my major I just applied because I liked the like vibes of the school but that didn't make sense because why would I need to major in physics if I wanted to do engineering and there wasn't really a true engineering track at that school like I regret a lot of some of the schools I applied to because I think I applied to like 23 schools and some of them really didn't align with like anything I wanted to do which yeah don't recommend I like Collins way better (laughs)
0: absolutely my first thing was if you didn't have the neuroscience major you're booted off my list you're done it's over but then my second thing was price of attendance kind of like Colin, i needed a school that wasn't going to make me break my bank before med school so it needed to be relatively cheap if possible and i also wanted to get out of the south did that actually happen no But to my next point, I did want to go to school in a big city. And so Atlanta basically checked off all the boxes with financials. They had neuroscience. It was a big city. There's a lot of stuff to do. Really great academic school. They call it like one of the Ivies of the South. So I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Perfect. So that was pretty much just, it booted all the other choices and just blew them out of the water.
1: Yeah. Also to your point about financial aid, I will add for me, the only reason I ignored it is because I had too much faith in financial aid. Like, I just assume like, oh, my family's low income, I'll get the aid. But definitely don't go in with that mindset because I, like I mentioned earlier, I had to appeal twice, still don't even have necessarily like as much aid as I need, definitely in a good situation. Like, it's not as bad as it could be, but that is something that I wish I had thought more so ahead about because I really just had too much faith. But yeah.
0: (laughs) yeah, Absolutely. One reason why we kind of tolerate the college board is they have financial aid calculators for certain schools on their website. I know a lot of Ivy's have them. A lot of other private schools do it too. But if those schools don't do the college board, you can also go on their website and see, because I think Harvard has their own. And so just make sure you look, because some people see, oh, it's $70,000 a year. There's no way I can afford that. Harvard was actually going to be my cheapest school had I gotten in, just based off their financials and their endowments and everything. So just make sure that you look. And that's cheaper than Alabama, cheaper than Auburn, cheaper than all of my state schools. Just make sure you look. And then if they don't have them on their website, also look up Mind Tuition. That's another website that has like almost all of the really selective private schools on there. You can do theirs. And it's follows the same format for every single school. Very simple. It takes you less than five minutes to do. You can get a good estimate for how much your school is going to cost. And for me, I think Emory had theirs on their website And I did their my intuition, and after I got my financial aid back, it actually turned out to be cheaper than what the my intuition said. So just make sure that you go and check that. Okay, so we got about three minutes left. So if anybody wants to make any final remarks or give any final piece of advice,
2: be good. Um, This is kind of cheesy, but be yourself. You know, absolutely your one undergraduate college application process. Like, it's very hard to enjoy the process, but make it something rememberable. Like it was a stressful process, but I can remember having on some Christmas tunes, um, sitting at my laptop. And that was a great experience as um, Isha and Bobby and Emma were saying how we were all on Zoom, helping each other with our applications during Diamond's Bound and after the program, just all of that, like at least try to put some fun into the process for yourself. So it's yes. not totally draining
0: put some light in your life. I love that because especially after the process too, you have to make sure to take your some time for yourself and just relax, you're done. At the end of the day, you're graduating high school, you're going to college no matter where you're going and all schools are good schools. Don't let anybody like tell you otherwise, whatever school you're going to, it's for like whatever, everything happens for a reason. You're going to the best school for you and you're gonna do great. Just do the best at whatever school you get into.
3: Yeah, I think um, I heard this advice in the beginning of my call to application season and I took it too lightly, but I really suggest that whoever listens to this like really like ingrains this is that the college you end up at is the college for you. Um, I I wasn't even going to apply to the school I'm going to right now. And the fact that um, I just took a shot at it because I, I didn't think I'd get in. I didn't think it was my like, who I was as a person. And the fact that I took a shot at it and ended up um, going there and like really finding out more as I visited the campus, it ended up being the school for me. You'll learn to love the school that you go
0: to. um, Exactly.
3: But uh, yeah.
0: I applied to Emory on a whim. And then the day the decisions came out, I was so nervous. It was after a baseball game. I didn't even tell my parents that I was like, checking my application I told him I was checking my email but then I got in and I was so excited and even like going into Ivy Day like I was really stressed out that day but I just knew like hey I already have a really good school that I can go to so that definitely took the load off and yeah it was great
1: yeah I was really fortunate and I got into like what had been my dream school all growing up and then I realized like after like doing a look at all my schools that another school was actually like a better fit for me And so that was something interesting to, like, grapple with, but to Isha's point, like, what school you end up with is the school for you. Like, I realized that this, that Yale was just, like, such a better place for me, even though the school that had been my dream school, like, it's not like it was bad or anything, it was just, I was going to thrive way more at my, like, final decision, and I think that's very true of wherever you end up, you will thrive there, especially if you make the most out of it.
0: Exactly. And unfortunately, it looks like Zoom's about to kick us off, but I feel like we're at a great stopping place. So I just wanted to thank you all for being here tonight. That was Emma Polinski, Colin Davis, and Isha Patel. So thank you guys for coming on. Thank you.
2: Thank you.